This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. And if this is your first time, then I want to welcome you to this podcast. And I hope that you find it healing and and nourishing on your journey. The episode that I have prepared for you all is with Abigail Moss. Abigail is a trained um, shamanic Chinese medicine practitioner. She also does medical qigong and yoga and hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. So in our conversation, we talk about many different topics. We start off talking about ayahuasca. We talk about being empaths. Uh, Then we talk about shamanism and healing from trauma from a shamanic perspective. It's just a fascinating conversation and I hope that you enjoy it. please send me feedback, send me any questions that you may have. I would love to clarify anything because I know we provide so much information and sometimes it's hard to keep up with everything. So feel free to follow up with me if you have any questions. I want to let you all know that I did start a healing circle. I called it the Inner Healing Paths Collective. This circle is for women that want to connect, that want to be in community with the shared intention to heal and to learn uh, self-help strategies to further along your healing journey. The very first meeting, um, I moved it to this coming Tuesday at 7, May 31st, and this particular meeting is going to be on healing the mother wound. The next healing circle will be June 21st, and it will be on reparenting your inner child. So if that sounds interesting, if it sounds like it's what you need, the medicine that you need, check out the show notes. I will have the link there. You can also go to my Instagram account and in the link in bio, you can click on that and it will take you directly to that information so you can find out more about it and send me any questions you may have on that. And I think that is it for now. I do want to give a brief disclaimer. As usual, this podcast does not treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This episode does not substitute for health care or mental health services of any kind. Guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective, and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So here you go. I will leave you to the conversation with Abigail Moss. Take a listen. Hi, Abigail. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rosa. Happy to be here. Yeah, of course. No, thank you so much for your time and for for being willing to come on and and share your wisdom with with all of us. Happy to. This is is what I love to do. It's my jam. Oh, (laughs) wonderful. Well, to get started, uh, so tell me a little bit more about yourself, just for, for our listeners. Um, you know, who you are and the the healing work that you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Abigail Moss. Um, I'm a healer and a mentor. So I help people to heal their mind, body, spirit. And I find it's all super interconnected. Um, And I do that by helping them kind of listen to their inner wisdom and access the answers inside of them. And from there, we go into connecting with helping them to remember a greater depth of who they are and why they're on this planet and what they came here to do. And then clearing the path to sharing their gifts. Because a lot of those things that come up when we're on our path of all those thoughts of, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Why bother? So it's kind of this part of healing, connecting with your purpose and passion, and then sharing your gifts with the world. So yeah, that's what I get to do. You, know, you mentioned clearing the path, and and I think that so much of um, you know that clouds our intuition, our medicine, right? Is is 
those blocks that, that for, for so many of us come as a result of just life and wounding and trauma. Yes. Right. So from, from your perspective, how does that happen? How does a healing work happen? Yeah, I feel like there's so much trauma in this world with our individual lives and ancestral trauma and what we bring in without realizing it, what comes with us. And part of the gift that we have is the opportunity to, to heal that ancestral pain and to heal the individual and collective pain because all of the work that we do within ourselves ripples out to everybody around us and into the world. Um, how I like to heal is helping people to remember who they are. So I feel we all have a medicine, we all have a purpose, we all have gifts inside of us and a natural way of being that's authentic to our own essence. And a lot of that gets forgotten through cultural conditioning, through feeling disconnected from our bodies, from our intuition, from our own inner wisdom and voice. So a lot of it is about learning how to listen to our bodies, what our body has to say to us, learning how to listen to our heart and let our heart guide us, as well as tools to release the thoughts that create pain, to release what's not true for us, because that creates a lot of stress and physical pain in the body as well. So a lot of that is connecting in with a heart through the spirit. And a lot of it is connecting in with the body because it's such a big foundation for everything else. So working with the breath, with movement, with intention. So yeah, so it's a layered process. <laughs> ah, very, very much layered. And, you know, I, I, I totally agree with, you know, in terms of um, sharing the uh, gifts with the world, it is through that process of healing is how we can tap into, you know, what we have to offer, right? What we yes. have to share with, with everyone. And sometimes we think the healing is just for us, but really is, is for the, is for our, pre, you know, the previous generations or future generations and, yeah. and just um, the community, the world, you know, the collective, the world at large really are, we, we really can affect that much change. Absolutely ourselves you know so a lot of times we, we, we get so focused on you to heal myself but it, it really is a, a it has a ripple effect yeah it absolutely does i think one of the most courageous and beautiful things we can do in this world is step into our own healing and allow mm. ourselves to move through that because it really does change everything as a healer it's so for me the number one thing that i learn is embodying these lessons and practices imperfectly mind you but mm. can to come back to my own inner work and that helps me so much to guide others through theirs and it's all interconnected oh i love that and abigail how did you how did you you know get started in this in this journey of helping others and how did you how did you get connected with this 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 healing work that you do yeah i think for me when I was in my early 20s, I went through this, I went through a few early life crises, <laughs> I guess, but yeah. there's there's one where I just went down this rabbit hole of learning about what was happening on the planet of the pain that happens with animals and our, you know, um, agricultural system, what happens with all different kinds of peoples who get oppressed and all different kinds of places of the land where it's being harmed. And it just, I really let myself feel it and look at it. And it just broke my heart so much. And I was just devastated. And I, I needed to find a way to heal that. So I went on a journey of plant medicines in Peru. And then from there, I awakened to this world of spirit and magic. And I felt this was incredible, but I need to learn how to integrate this. I need to learn how to connect with this part of existence on my own as well. So that's where I went into shamanic Chinese medicine, learning um, yoga in India and learning all of these different techniques to work with my mind and my body and spirit to feel okay. <laughs> and I also felt really called to help in some way. And so this mm -hmm. is just where the path led me. Where led you, yeah. And so it's something that you said that you, know, you allowed yourself to feel the you know, the, the pain of what was going on around you and nature, the animals. And, and that was a window. It sounds like that was your window into your own inner, you know, inner, inner feelings and in your own the window into the, the need for healing that, that you mm -hmm. needed. Was this something that came as a result of like, just like personal experiences with, with 
our animals and nature or was it more like you know just this this inner knowing you know inner knowing of of the pain of the of the nature and, and the animals and you know what you were feeling it started for started with watching some documentaries on netflix and then netflix recommended a whole bunch of other ones and then i dove deeper into reading some books about what's going on uh, and so I, I really had to become a, present and aware in my mind but as that my mind opened up to allow me to feel that i had a knowing from there i had this knowing inside of me that felt it said humanity needs to heal their spirit and like i could just feel the pain of we we are such an old um old animal on this planet for so many generations and we used to live so much with nature with each other with the animals and with spirit and that changed through colonialism and just the way we live now and so it's it just felt like a knowing and i didn't know what to do about it or how but it just began with okay there's something's wrong something's not right here <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's interesting how sometimes, you know, through different sources, we're able to, it's almost like spirit guides us in so many different ways to connect with ultimately with our, our medicine and then the gifts that we have so we can help others along, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so it sounds like for you, it was just a, you know, it was a realization through that process of learning through watching the documentaries. And then that led you into your own your own path to, to help others. Absolutely. It was yeah. like a remembering and a waking up. And I feel like I personally feel like I've been on this earth for many, many lifetimes and, and doing this shamanic work. Yeah. I remember a lot of those lives now, <laughs> but I feel like maybe my higher self just said, okay, you should wake up around here. This is, the, this is how we're going to do that. <laughs> so whatever yeah, it takes. So yeah. I mean, that's so fascinating because, you know, I can, I can relate to that with the, remembrance of of other you know situations and, so, and sometimes this sense of um you know I'm, i i consider myself an empath and mm -hmm. I, I know that you know sometimes i feel things in a very deep way but when i was younger i, I used to have a lot of uh, memories that i knew weren't my memories you know and this was when i was really young and i would i would feel so much compassion for uh, for for children of the world, so I would I would think of uh, specific situations in my mind of children uh, getting hurt or animals getting hurt, and even though I had never uh, witnessed animals, let's say you know being killed or you know getting hurt, I would or live through something like uh, an experience that I was envisioning of children getting hurt. I would. It's almost like I, I had this really deep inner knowing, and it wasn't until later, as you know, as I got older, and I'm talking about like a lot later in my life, that I learned about past lives and and you know sometimes how these memories can come through for us, and 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 then all of that made sense. And I'm, I'm I mean. I'm still trying to make sense of it all, right? In terms of past lives and you know, how, what does it mean for me now um, and the, the work that I do? But it's just so fascinating how sometimes, you know, we get these memories that are not ours, but we feel them in a very deep way. And, mm. and not until very recent that I've, I, I learned what that means. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful that you had so much compassion for the children of the world when you yourself yeah. were a child. It's yeah. such a beautiful. I love empaths for <laughs> so much heart. And yeah. it is, it's a fascinating thing that we have. I've heard people describe it as a feeling of familiarity with a person or a place, mm. like just a knowingness, like I've been here before or yeah. something in me remembers this, even yeah. though not consciously my heart remembers. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's very much what it's like. It's a very much a heart space feeling and experience. Mm. It's just remembering another facet of you. And with that, there's, it can open up all kinds of doors for yeah. both healing as well as remembering another dimension of who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I like, sometimes I like to think of empaths as, you know, the, we're, we're like the, the balancing because we're so extreme in how we feel, you know, we feel so much. And then there's others in the world. I'm talking about just the collective, the world at large, there's that feel nothing, right. Especially with mm -hmm. what's going on now and all the atrocities that are happening um, in Ukraine. And, you know, and, and we see how it's, it's just, 
the numbness to human pain, the the mm-hmm. the, the, the opposite end of, the, of that spectrum, right? So sometimes I feel like empaths, we do feel so much and it does affect us, you know, in a very, for I, you know, I can speak for myself, but, you know, in a very personal way, it, 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 it does take a toll, you know, emotionally and physically, you know, um, and it's like, we're on the other end, we feel so much that our journey or our our purpose, you know, I feel like it's something to bring balance, you know, to the world, because if everyone felt as we felt, I mean, you know, it would be really hard to, to yeah. you know, to live in this world if we all felt, well, I don't know, but, you know, if, and, and then the opposite end, right, with um, just having zero compassion and a sense of, I don't know, humanity, right, for, for the pain of others. I do feel like that's our, you know, in a bigger sense, like that's our role, right? To bring that that balance to to the world. I don't know. What are you? What are your thoughts on Love that? that. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. I I feel like we all we all have different gifts and different roles to to bring into here. Yeah. Like there's the people who are so good with mind and the engineers and who need to be steady and clear thinking. And I think that's wonderful. And then there's yeah. highly sensitive people, the empaths, the, the 20% of the population where our nervous systems are literally wired mm. differently, who have, I feel are, and were traditionally were the guides, they were the healers when we were more in mm. community-based cultures. And it can feel like a burden because you feel so much and you mm-hmm. feel so deeply. But then the flip side of that is when you learn how to navigate these gifts that we have to feel and to sense and the the wisdom and knowingness that comes through that intuition, mm-hmm. it's so powerful to be a healer or to help guide people forward and back to themselves. It's such an incredible thing. It's just, we have to regulate ourselves a little differently. Mm-hmm. We need more time to be alone, to be in nature, to release things out of our nervous system, to ask ourselves, is this this thing I'm feeling mine? Oh, if it's not, I'm going to send it back to where it belongs as healing energy. So it's just it, these things that we mm-hmm. were never taught when we were growing up of empaths right. 101, but makes such a huge difference yeah. in our happiness and well-being. Yeah, absolutely. To just have that awareness that there is nothing wrong with us, you know, that we're not, that this is not a burden, that this is actually a gift that we can learn to, to work with, right, for, for our own, for our life, and and then for the, for others, right, for the, for the, for the healing of others. I mean, like you said, so many empaths do gravitate towards uh, the helping professions or they identify as healers and, you know, they do so much of this work, you know, of, of helping others heal. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's, it is, it's a beautiful thing. And if I was, and I often receive help from other healers, I imagine I will my whole life because I fully believe in yeah. that, but yeah. I would love, I love when they can feel what I'm feeling and understand but also hold space for that. Like to, to know, oh, I see and I feel you, but you're not alone. We can get through this. It's such a beautiful thing when when you can feel seen and felt in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just going back to your story a little bit, uh, how did you, you know, when it comes to that sense of uh, connecting with someone else that can help you or connecting with someone that you, that you feel can see you or, or hold your hand, you know, as you navigate, did you have some of those uh, teachers early on or did you kind of have to navigate this alone initially and then, and then found someone or found a, a group, uh, a tribe to help you? Yeah. Early on, like when I was growing up, I was pretty solitary. I was unschooled for most of my Mm. childhood. So Mm -hmm. my teacher was nature. I would spend most of my time out with nature and just connecting with the earth, connecting with the plants. Um, And then when I went into healing myself later in life, when I went through that disillusionment with the pain I felt in the world, and I went to Peru and I was there at an ayahuasca healing center for a couple of months and it was so beautiful working with these Shipibo shamans there who would, they've had this he, these kinds of healers, these ayahuascaras in their um, culture for centuries. And it's beautiful, the medicine that they share with other people. And at that point, it was both a shaman and very much the plant that was my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I've never had an ayahuasca experience. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm just a, a little scared of, of you know, what I... I 
I'm going to see or how I'm going to respond physically. I do. I am pretty sensitive to substances in general. Okay. So I've never, I've been curious, but I've, I don't think I would do it just because I know myself, you know, and I, and I know that I'm pretty sensitive, but I'm always fascinated by, uh, you know, by the stories that I hear from people that, that do go through that. And, and just the, the tremendous amount of healing that happens in that process. I mean, I'm talking about something that, you know, things that take years or perhaps even, you know, your whole life to, to, to work through. And then suddenly you, you have, uh, realization uh, you have you know connections are made and healing happens was that your experience through that through your first ayahuasca yeah. journey yeah I also want to say I 100% respect you not feeling called to it yeah. it's definitely a plant that will call you and you'll know mm. if you're meant to do it and it's not for everybody because it can yeah. be very ungrounding and very intense for me it was exactly what I needed I heard about mm. someone mentioned it on the radio my first time hearing about it and then two weeks later I was on a plane to Peru because I knew this is what I need right now a hundred right. thousand percent and absolutely yeah yeah and it was amazing it was just this the, I did three ceremonies the first time I went and the first one was just a lot of releasing pain a lot of <laughs> a lot of I had my little purge bucket and so a lot of purging and then a lot of crying and just replaying my life you know and just releasing pain and trauma and toxicity and then after that was more the next ceremony was more about connecting with the earth and feeling myself as the earth and feeling the love from mother earth and um it was really just went into this experience of awakening and remembering myself as a spirit and connecting with the earth as a living interconnected spirit. And it was, it was beautiful and magical and profound and healing. And when I came back home to Canada, it was mm. so hard because I went mm. to this place where magic is alive and everybody knows and nurtures and talks about it. Yeah. And back into this place where no one can relate to mm -hmm. the kinds of experiences you share unless they've had some like that. So that was, it was mm -hmm. sometimes it was actually harder in some ways because I had all these emotions and thoughts that were still coming up to be healed, but I didn't know how to navigate them. And so it felt like ayahuasca opened a door for me. It showed me a window into a world that exists. And then the next step was about learning how to stand on my own and step through that place. That's so, yeah, that's so beautiful. And you just brought up a good point is that I've heard from, you know, clients and other people that I know that have done ayahuasca they felt called and they do it and they come back like you said and they don't know they don't know how to process mm -hmm. everything that they experience perhaps they don't you know many of them just don't have the tools to to process these especially those that I'm talking about those that have experienced uh, just significant amount of trauma and then everything just comes to the surface or I've um, some of my clients have reported repressed memories you know, that, mm -hmm. that suddenly come to the surface and they had completely um, blocked those out and they had no recollection of those events taking place. But through this experience, all of these uh, memories come, you know, come flooding and they come back, you know, home and they're they're very, very much um, ungrounded, dysregulated a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, I always, uh, you know, for my clients, I always want to, you know, caution that you do want to have the support of someone, not just during the experience, meaning, you know, it's like you went to Peru and you had, you had support through the experience. Of course, you know, I'm talking about after the, you know, the aftermath of that, when you, when you do come home, it's so important to have that support so you can make sense and process everything that you experience. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it's such a powerful combination to have an experience with plants that work with you internally, and then an ex experience with uh, a therapist or a healer who can connect with you externally and help you to integrate these lessons and talk about them so you know you remember and process what happened and deal with the stuff that comes up. So I feel like working with uh, different kinds of plant medicines, they are incredibly powerful because they work within you and within your consciousness and your body. But at the same time, that can become a barrier if you have really strong mental blocks mm -hmm. or really deep wounds. 
and painful beliefs around not being worthy or good enough or loved, Mm -hmm. for example. And if the plant isn't able to help you see and move through that, that can become something that just becomes even more exacerbated. So having someone outside of you who can help you see and move through that, so, so powerful. And it really just brings the entire, helps you integrate the whole experience, which is really what it's about. That's the work when you come home, it's the integration part. And that's really where the work begins. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and I, you know, you mentioned the plant medicine and, you know, in general, I think it's, it's such a powerful path to healing, you know, and it's such a uh, powerful source of healing. Uh, I know that, you know, when we talk about plant medicine, you know, well, let me ask you, when you, when you refer to plant medicine, you're referring to just like all plants, right? Because I know we're talking specifically about ayahuasca and sometimes people feel like, you know, they have to go through that process of quote unquote plant medicine to be, or to receive healing from just uh, plants, you know, and and their medicine. And and I, through, you know, my own journey for what I've learned is that there's so many plants, there's so many, you know, nature is just uh, so generous in terms of the, the abundance of healing that it can offer us. And, And it doesn't have to always be you know, what, what people talk about or ayahuasca or other, other, other journeys. Yeah, absolutely. Cause there's the plant medicine, which encompasses the psychedelic plants that will mm. bring about a psychedelic experience, which can be very powerful, but is not for everyone. And is definitely um, best with set intention, really creating a safe space for that. And then there's plant medicines, which I believe are all plants have their own medicine and um, just being among them Mm. and beginning to feel the energy of them. Like, so I speak with Madre Ayahuasca without Mm. going and ingesting it because I have that connection now or going into the woods and connecting with the trees or working with herbs that grow in your own backyard, like dandelion in the springtime. It's, there's so many Mm. healing properties. And I feel that uh, the plants, and they kind of, it's a subtle whisper. So a lot of people, or some people will do something called a dieta where they fast for a period of time and they just ingest those different plants. And the plants can be very, very subtle, but it's a process of um, stripping away all the noise from the outside world, unplugging, getting quiet mm-hmm. with yourself and nature. So you can really hear what it has to tell you and what it has to show you. And all of the plants have different medicines in this way. And they often will come to people as they're needing them. I've heard stories of people Mm. getting sick and realizing exactly the herbs they needed started growing on their property at that Mm. time. The plants are our allies. My friend once said the Mm. plants were the first gurus. (laughs) They they created this planet that we can live in. And I think it's beautiful. And they, you don't, you don't have to have a psychedelic experience to connect with the spirit of a plant. And just taking some time in your own home and being close to a plant if you have a house plant and just touching it and feeling it and just noticing taking in its energy it's it's a really beautiful uh, connection to have yeah i know absolutely thank you for that for that clarification and you know it's interesting because i kind of went through something like that i had a teacher who her homework assignment was um to 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 for the for the week was like okay see if there's a plant that that speaks to you like maybe you'll find it on the floor as you're walking or just kind of like stay just don't look for something specific to stay open and I had never done anything like that so uh so I was walking and then suddenly I see uh and I know rosemary grows everywhere right but I've been living in the same house for I don't know five years at that point and I suddenly see this uh, rosemary branch like on the floor and I like oh well maybe this is it right <laughs> like so I picked it up and you know having that that homework assignment in mind I picked up like oh maybe this is it and then I continue on my walk and then when I came back I realized that my whole house is surrounded by rosemary bushes but I mean these are bush like huge bushes that have probably been planted for over 20 years so they're really thick and like and big and and so I'm like surrounded by rosemary and then I was walking around and like seeing all these rosemary bushes that I had not seen and like I said I've been living there for so many years and I'm like oh my goodness I had I I I had no I 
idea. This, this, this is my plan for, you know, for now. And so then I just delved into Rosemary and I, you know, and, and then I, I looked up what, you know, just like meanings and definitions and healing properties. And like you said, it's exactly what I needed at that point. Right. Maybe before I, I wasn't aware of Rosemary and the medicine. I don't know. And then I, and then I talked to my mom and I said, did you know that we're surrounded by Rosemary? And she was like, yeah. And then she told me everything she knows about Rosemary. And I'm like, oh my God, it's <laughs> Romero. And in Spanish is Romero. And I've heard of Romero, you know, all my life. And I, I'm going to sound, <laughs> but like, I didn't know Ro- Rosemary and Romero were the same thing. So when I, re- when I realized, I was like, oh my goodness. So I experienced that and it's, and it's, and and it's, it's just like those synchronicities in life, right. That like, Mm -hmm. just help you remember that, you know, just the, the magic, the, just the magic of the, of the universe and, and just the the healing magic that nature has for us. Oh, so much magic. I love that story. It's something that that's a great homework assignment. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's so much magic. It's just learning how to open up to it and to, to see it and recognize it and experience it with magic all around us and inside of us. It's just, it's part of that awakening journey of, of the, the, because our mind is so powerful and whenever our mind focuses on it creates. And a lot of the, we've been kind of conditioned to think uh, a lot in our heads. And the more that we can point that focus into the natural world, into the heart, into other places, it, it opens up more doors for us, more possibilities. Oh, I think you're muted. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I, uh, sorry about that. So I want to shift gears a little bit because I know that I want to have time to talk about the other wonderful uh, healing you know, work that, that you do. And I know you do medical Shikan. Did mm-hmm. I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you got it right. so I, I didn't know about that until I heard your podcast with paranormal, sorry, paranormal Karen. Mm-hmm. And I was just so fascinated by it. And, and I, and I think in the podcast, you went into, she asked you a question about some of like some heart issues and you, mm-hmm. you kind of, you explained it from that perspective. And I just thought it was so fascinating. And, and can you share a little bit more about what that is, medical Qigong, and how it, how it helps us. Yeah, absolutely. So medical Qigong is a branch of traditional Chinese medicine. It's as old as traditional Chinese medicine. For a long time, it was the main way that people maintain health and well-being. And it works uh, with the same framework that acupuncture does. So there's energy pathways that move through the body, that connect with different organs, and the organs work ideally in harmony together. But it's really kind of looking at the body as a garden. And if something is out of balance, how do we, re- how do we establish balance again? And so medical Qigong is the energetic elements of that. So it works with breath and movement and intention, and it's very gentle. And on the outside can be deceiving because it can look like there's not a lot happening, like for Tai Chi, for example, but internally there's this alchemy happening where you're opening up energetic mm. pathways, you're strengthening areas that were weak, you're releasing blockages that can come in the form of mm. stuck emotions, trapped energy traumas. And so you can generate a lot of heat, it can release a lot of pain, you can regain a lot of energy and bring a, a ton of healing to the body. And I love it because if you're not feeling well, it's such a beautiful medicine because you can do it sitting down. You can do it lying down. It can mm-hmm. meet you wherever you're at and it can bring you into this place of healing and vitality again. And um, it's been a big part of my learning because I studied both. Uh, it was a kind of combined program of medical Qigong and Chinese energetic medicine, uh, sorry, and shamanic Chinese medicine. And in the shamanic work, we would do these really incredible expansive things with spirit, with the universe and without the foundation of the Qigong, it could feel overwhelming. So it can be, it really creates a very grounded connection with your body, with yourself so that you can kind of anchor in and then open up to all of these amazing experiences. And it's not too much, like sometimes plant medicines can be for people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and so it kind of helps, uh, it helps you get grounded 
it's a, it's a way to get grounded after or have after experiencing so you know such an intense emotional reaction or journeying you know with, with or a shamanic journey it can it helps you balance that or stay grounded stay in your body right yeah yeah exactly helps you stay in your body helps you ground helps you release um emotions so we when we go through physical or emotional kinds of traumas those emotions can weigh us down and overwhelm us. So it helps to release that so you can feel lighter. So you can see the world with a clear lens that's not overshadowed by the pain that we've been experiencing in the past. So it really helps to, to heal, to ground, and also to open up and listen to your intuition. So when it comes to the intuitive gifts, like listening to your inner guidance or connecting with plants, it really helps to open up that channel within you so you can hear and connect much more easily. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just thinking just for myself in the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of wondering, you know, how to connect to my intuition in a deeper way. And as I'm hearing you speak, I'm getting the, you know, the like the reminder of, of these thoughts that I had and, and how this is something that you know, it, it sounds, I mean, it sounds fascinating. And, and again, you know, it's almost like when you're ready for a certain medicine, it, you know, so it comes up in, in one way. And, and I just, I just love um, the idea that by connecting to your body and tending to your body in, in this way, you can open up these channels, not just for physical wellness and grounding, but for psychic and intuitive development, right? which is something that a lot of times people don't, realize that's that it's happening also concurrently yes absolutely it's really being fully integrated a lot of people uh, who have psychic gifts can be really out of their body and that's part of how they're able to tune in with the spirit world uh, but this is a way of really feeling at home in your body and being able to tune in with the the, the more subtle intuitive messages for us uh, personally i've done a lot of healing with qigong i've was going through some chronic physical conditions. I'm still healing them, but I'm definitely coming out the other side of it. But for a few years, I really intense chronic fatigue, really intense digestive issues. And so I had to do a Qigong practice every morning specifically for healing my liver and spleen because that's what I needed. And as I'm doing it, some of the practices can be quite visceral. I'm shaking, I'm moaning, <laughs> like there's a lot happening. Oh, wow, but, yeah. Yeah, and, but as I do it towards the end, I feel so connected into my body. Mm -hmm. And the when I look out through my eyes, everything is very crisp and vivid and colorful and just feeling my breath and the life force in my body. It's just, it was really incredible experience. It's like this awakening happening within my physical form. And it's just very alive, interesting experience to have. Yeah, no, that's, that's sounds wonderful. And, and it sounds like it's, it's there for you, you know, like Qigong or, or this, this medicine, you can tap into it when you need it. And it's going to present itself in a different way, depending on what, what you're going through at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds of um, different practices based on what you need, because nobody is the same and we're all needing different things and at different stages of our journey. So to be able to integrate a practice that you can personalize is so, so healing. Actually, I'm working, I brought in to my mentor classes, um, one of my previous classmates. So I went really into the shamanic, spiritual, emotional healing, and she loves the Qigong and the, the protocols and it's more of like a linear thinker. So she's supporting the group with Qigong and she's supporting people also with one-on-one -on -one sessions where she gives them this very um, prescribed set of exercises. And that's such a big part of it is I feel like it's something that you can do to become empowered in your own healing journey, something that you can do anytime, any day to heal yourself and immediately feel a difference afterward. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, for the folks out there that are interested, uh, is this something that people can do on their own or at least get, get familiar with it on their own, like by watching a video? Um, you know, I, I just, I always ask that because, you know, access is such a huge thing, right? For so mm -hmm. many folks, uh, there's all these wonderful healing modalities, but a lot of times people that really need the healing don't have them the means, right? That to, to, 
do a lot of what's out there. Uh, but uh, I, and then, then, then again, there's so much wonderful free resources online and YouTube videos. Is this something that you, you think can be accessible and easy to practice on your own? Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's some, so many great resources online. One that I really like, uh, her, she has a website called Yochi, Y-O-Q-I, and there's a YouTube video as well. And she has exercises of videos for beginners and learning how to feel and sense the energy and really just gradually, um, becoming more and more aware of cultivating the energy inside of you. So that I really love that place to start. Um, I would try that. And then I would also just maybe YouTube Yochi for or Qigong for beginners and just try different practices and see what resonates with you and see how you feel before and after and just play with it. Um, and it's something that it is quite gentle, but it is also very powerful. So the more you learn, the more you integrate, the more and more uh, results you'll notice from doing that work. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of times, uh... I've learned, you know, in my own journey that um, a lot of times there's so much, it's just so much more healing, you know, when we do uh, start off with, or when we just engage in gentle practices, um, not everything or, be, you know, being um, just very challenged or challenging ourselves to do something very physically demanding or putting ourselves through this rigorous program healing program and you know all of that has its place but for so many folks sometimes we we don't realize that sometimes just starting with a gentle movement such as this can also be just as healing and if not not healing just exactly what your what your body needs right especially for trauma survivors that feeling that sense of uh being gentle with their body and how it feels to bring in that gentle compassion in is in and of itself so powerful in their healing journey. Absolutely. And it's something that we live in a, a world that uh, for a long time has kind of valued the the active, the doing, the masculine, young kind of energy, like the push, 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 make it happen. And then to go mm -hmm. into the gentle, it can feel unfamiliar at first, but that's really going into the essence of the mm -hmm. yin, which is the feminine, the receptive, the, the flowing like water. And it may feel unfamiliar at first, but as you go into that, it can be so deeply nurturing and replenishing, especially if it's something that you haven't given or gotten to experience a lot of, because it's, we can, we ideally want to have a balance of the yin and the yang. And at first it can even seem scary. If I go into the yin, what am I going to find? What am I going to feel? That's all the stuff inside of me but it's really just trusting and allowing that to flow. And that can be um, really powerful where a lot of wisdom and healing comes from. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, you know, the, the, the less you do, the slower you go, the more you feel. That's just yeah. the nature of it, right? We have mm -hmm. to go, um, we have to go into that, that quiet place, you know, and then getting to that quiet place is, is, is work is hard, but that's where that's where the um, that's where the challenge is, right? To be able to stay in that the softness, because so many of us, like you said, we're so used to the push, push, and do, do, and just you know, just actively working on something, doing something. That when we have to slow down, it is very unsettling. You know, very you feel very restless and uncomfortable. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. I remember. Uh, doing, I did a 10 day Vipassana meditation where you go and you meditate for 10 days and in mm -hmm. silence and you don't speak to anybody. Um, mm -hmm. And when I first got there, I remember just like thinking in a panic, what have I gotten myself into? No distractions, like just me for 10 days. Oh my God. And it was, uh, I went through all these stages of agitation and frustration, and then into all of this deep sadness that I wanted to, that had been repressed was coming up mm -hmm. and it was, it was work, but, and it was all by non-doing by just sitting and breathing and witnessing. But at the other side of that felt so much lighter, so much more myself, so much more aware. And it was, uh, and then from there I could meditate, no problem, but it's just, I think those initial phase of when we first start going into ourselves, into that yin space, it can be scary. But if you can breathe and breathe through whatever comes up, the other side of that is so much more peace mm -hmm. and awareness and reconnection with yourself. Mm -hmm. 
So beautiful. Thank you for that. And you know, I want to uh, I want to ask you about your mentorship mentoring program right? and the shamanic healing that you do. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, those services that you offer and, and how it can help folks through their healing? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I do um, six month mentorship programs where I connect with people all around the world. We meet once a week for two hours and um, we learn a lot of tools to heal your body, to ground into the body and to come home into yourself, to come back to your heart and let your inner wisdom, you know, to integrate all of who you are and let that guide you. And from there, we start connecting into what is the most fulfilling life for you? What does that look like? And we let the inner vision guide us and we begin taking the steps to create that life. So a lot of people who join, they come to heal physically, to heal emotionally. Mm -hmm. Some of them are healers and they want to expand their skills. Mm -hmm. A lot of them sometimes don't know why they're there and they just feel this calling I feel like oh, there is this calling on earth right now for a lot of the, the empaths to awaken to their gifts and to begin sharing them. Like that is very much a, a earthly, intuitive, wise energy kind of wanting to come forward at this time when it's needed. So that's what we, we come together to heal. And then uh, people who are there, part of it, get to practice with each other, these different tools to help integrate and then to help share them as well. And so it's this really beautiful kind of container of support. And I don't know what's going to happen by the end of it, but people's lives change. They move to different countries. They change careers. All kinds of things happen. And the beauty is in not knowing because it's really about coming home to yourself and seeing what you're meant to be doing next. Oh, it sounds beautiful. It sounds beautiful. And, and I will definitely check it out. And for the, for the listeners, uh, if this is something that you feel called to, check out uh, Abigail's work. And yeah, thank you. you uh, yeah, of course. And um, I'm so, you know, I know we're, we're coming on time here, but uh, and you also do shamanic work one-on-one, -on -one, or is it all through your mentoring or mentorship program? Yeah, I do both. I do shamanic work uh, and hypnotherapy one-on-one, -on -one, and um, that can be really powerful for people who just want to get some healing now, who just want to get some freedom and peace now. Um, and then within the mentorship as well, I do one-on-one -on -one work with those, uh, with those students. And I find, um, I love, I love being able to go direct and we can do so much one-on-one. -on -one. I also love the power of the community to support each other and to lift each other up. So I find the blend is the most powerful combination that I love to work with. Yeah, yeah. And for, for those that are not familiar with shamanic healing, how would you describe that for, for those that are not familiar with it and are curious? Yeah. yeah, so shamanic healing helps you to heal an issue. It could be physical, emotional, mental, um, from the spiritual aspect. So what is happening in your in your heart, in your soul that caused this to, to happen? And so we, we go into feeling in the body, we work with energy, where we work with thought, you release any energy that is, you know, didn't start with you that maybe came through from uh, your ancestors or somewhere else in the world. And it's just this process of releasing and anything which doesn't belong and coming back into your truth. And that's, that's my approach through it. And I blend that with hypnotherapy. I find that's just a really powerful way to connect people in to their subconscious and from there access all of their memories this life or another access their core beliefs access a deep connection with their body and being able to create a dialogue with their body so yeah oh so beautiful yeah and you know i've done i've done shamanic healings and i've done therapy and i'm a, I'm a therapist myself of course but i um you know there is a different component of healing that happens through shamanic work just because we are spirit we have a soul and we connect to that right when we're doing therapy a lot of what we're working through is is also i mean there's also a spiritual component to it and we can tap into that but the goal especially for you know we're working through trauma memories is to help you process you know to help you integrate with your nervous system so there's that understanding and that intention right mm -hmm. when you do shamanic work the intention is different, right? The intention is to connect on a spiritual soul level with those those parts within you that, like you said, maybe didn't start with you. Maybe these are 
generational patterns that are being carried on on a soul level. So, you know, it's a, it's a different process that is also so, so powerful. It's so healing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love the different, so many different kinds of healers and different medicine that we bring into the world. And it's all, it's all needed in its own places and ways. Absolutely. We need more, more of us, more of, you know, more of people doing this, this work for others, you know, there's absolutely collective need to, to heal. And and yeah, so we need more, more people doing this work, the Mm -hmm. the more, the the merrier, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, Abigail, thank you so much. I feel like you shared uh, such uh, wonderful and amazing healing information. You were so generous with what you shared with, with the listeners. And, and I learned so much just, you know, in, in our conversation, I can imagine how much more there, there is to learn, you know, if, you know, for those folks that are, that are working with you, that are connecting with you individually. So thank you yeah. for, for what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you, you do and for giving a voice to all different kinds of healers and sharing your voice on here. I think it's really beautiful. And I definitely agree the world needs more healers right now. Oh, I received that. Thank you so much. So to, to end, uh, how can people find you, those that want to learn more about you and the work that you do? How can they find you? Yeah, they can reach me at mindbodyfree.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Your Mind Body Free. And if anyone is curious of the mentorship, I have free discovery calls. So they can just set up a time right on the website and we kick off. The next class starts in May. So, yeah, those are feeling called. I'm here to facilitate and support. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Abigail. And I hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Rosa. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.